Hey y'all, welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. <laughs> and this week I attempted to do some positive self-talk, which sounded a little bit like this. You are literally not yourself. This is so petty. You need to literally check yourself right now. Check yourself. I check myself. That is every petty. Day. You continue to be petty. Just you, I mean, I'm done. Just stop. You are done. You are done, MJ. So <laughs> Uh, things are things are really going well over here. Uh, my mental headspace is very good. Yeah, you can tell I'm clearly doing good too because I'm like oh, I'm just gonna fucking open this beer now. Yeah, this like, is where we're at. Um, just like very briefly, we had we did like three podcast episodes last week, and Jenna did a live last week, so we are a little bit like. Um, we're like too warmed up for it and we're ready to be finished. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how I like to have sex. Yeah. All warmed up and ready to be finished. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, so, I mean, before we dive into like whatever the fuck happened this week, which was honestly a strange episode. Um, let's talk about some bad behavior. Mm. Oh. Yes, bachelor bad behavior, as we've come to know it. Um, I mean, I guess this first thing isn't super bad behavior. You know, I guess it depends on how you think about it. But we might have a new <laughs> bachelorette, everybody. Woo! Woo! I'm excited about that. that. Yeah. I mean, bad behavior is just when we talk about stuff that happens outside of Bachelor. <laughs> I think it's poorly named <laughs> in that regard. But usually it's just bad <laughs> shit. Yeah, so exactly. this is this is a first for the bad behavior segment. <laughs> something we like. Um, something we so like. Yeah. What what's going on? What's going on? Well, from uh, reality, Steve uh, spoiled that um, Katie uh, vent with Katie. Katie on our show on the tel- on the Bachelor is going to be the new Bachelorette, um, and. It's a little early for them to be announcing. Yeah, it. it's a, it's a little. It felt very early for me too, and I mean, like, I think we kind of figured that when she got the one-on-one date this week, then yeah. that it was yeah. going to be, you know, Sayonara. Yeah, I am sad for her and very happy for her and extremely happy for us because yes. we will finally have a bachelorette who comes. <laughs> Like, we're going back to the era of, like, the Caitlin Bristow kind of horny, positive energy. And I need that really badly. I'm nervous (laughs) that they're going to do some, like, fuckery, like, bring Peter Weber back because he also fucks. And it's just, like, please don't make that the thing of the season. I don't want to be annoyed with a vibrator, you know, by the end of the season. So, like, please don't make... (laughs) that the joke like we already did like the virgin joke for a season we don't really need the opposite we would like some balance please just balance i want her, i mean she's sex positive she's openly liberal mm-hmm. um she has a like a pretty decent like emotionally like you know she can talk about her emotions she can talk to other people uh you know and then i i just think if if and when it's officially announced in the season airs if a man doesn't walk out of the limo and gives her a bag of loose batteries, then no, there's nothing right in the world. Like, that has to be the gift that they bring. He's like, here, you might need a couple extra batteries. Like, I... 
can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andrew was talking about it yesterday, and he was like, oh, so, like, the theme of her season is going to be, like, do we vibe? And I, <laughs> I, I'm fine with that for now. I I will get tired, and then eventually I will revert back to a I will never have sex again mentality mm-hmm. because that's what I do every season because I'm unhinged personally. <laughs> yep, true, <laughs> fucking true. Either way, I'm just putting it out there now. Nobody wants Peter back. Yeah, please. I don't actually believe he fucks. I think it happened one time. One time and the one other four three times. times. Yeah, well, yeah. and the other three times were like foot jobs and. Like, I don't, I don't think he finger blasted Hannah. Um, I'm just going to say it. I don't think he finger blasted Hannah. And I think that, yeah, I think the other times were just like him coming. I don't know. And Hannah, Hannah just said See, that they had sex four times, but. This should have been a Jay and on topic. <laughs> it might be one day. Yeah. I mean, I think that you would actually do a pretty detailed job of projecting who actually came or got finger blasted or had anal or did whatever in the fantasy yeah. suites. Yeah. And I will humbly leave that to you to do because I do not imagine these things. <laughs> it is I my have... deep, darkest um, hobby. I'm, I'm going to call it a yeah. hobby. No, yeah. And I'm, I'm not a virgin and I'm not like prude, but I have virgin thoughts only. <laughs> so... This is so true. You're fucking so pure. Uh, Um, Love it. So we're hopeful. Uh, Nothing is confirmed yet, but Mm -hmm. I feel like Steve is right about things like this. This specific type of stuff. Well, also today I listened to an interview with Harrison, which I'll bring up later, and um, it made me mad, of course. And But the way that he dodged the question confirmed it to me. He mm. was like, oh, I mean, I'll just say this. Nothing was announced that the women tell all. So, like, so, so like, and he just, like, kind of, like, stumbled, and it was really hilarious to watch him, like, literally attempt to just, like, look Rachel Lindsay in the eye and, like, lie. Because she really... could kill him yeah, at any moment. Exactly so. <laughs> I was like, sir, are you okay? Like, and the answer is no, he's no, not. No, he's not okay. And he hasn't truly had to speak unscripted <laughs> yes, for exactly. literally, like, 20 oh. years. And, I mean, we saw a glimpse of that even this week when he was... <laughs> feigning surprise um so yeah looking forward to talking about that a bit later but now Mm -hmm. we have to discuss some unpleasantries actual bad behavior yes um so this weekend you did you did a live with some of our Mm -hmm. uh friends yeah Um, live with a mean mean for the right reasons podcast uh charles came on and we talked about fraternity stuff and greek life a little bit it was a wild conversation um you find it on our igtv but but we we did it kind of because we wanted to start the dialogue a little bit in regards to some photos that came out this week with rachel kirkconnell um from the season and her and this like uh plantation themed frat party that was really really disgusting that was in just 2018 um and it it really sparked a lot of um discourse in bachelor nation uh surprisingly not a lot of people were like i don't see the problem it's just their culture etc cetera, etc cetera, which was really problematic of course meaning like old south culture yeah it's like, cool white culture exists it's just racism <laughs> yeah, exactly. so 
<sighs> not great. Um, and she's yet to make a statement on it yet, but we found out today through a couple things. One, Reality Steve and Ashley Spivey did an Instagram Live just earlier tonight. Um, I'm going to listen to it later. I've heard decent reviews about it. Um, and uh, I'm sure it was not perfect, but none, none of this kind of conversation is, you know, mm-hmm. um, if it is two white people having it, um, such as ourselves. And, you know, but basically what I wanted to update people on is that this interview that I saw with Chris Harrison today, he said, he was like, oh, I would have to give her grace, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then, you know, uh, basically, okay, Rachel Lindsay was like, well, yeah. He's like, well, we're not going to say anything until she says something, which is absolutely terrible. He, they should absolutely say something. Yeah. And I'm pulling like, my hair out because. Yeah. Like, you have to say something regardless of whether she says something because this is your show. You put her on it and you're broadcasting that. I Okay. Um, and also, like, if you're if you're not going to say anything till she says something, why aren't you letting her say anything? Yes. And so Rachel's like, well, I mean, the contract says she can't necessarily say anything. And he just kind of, like, humphumps a little bit. And Reality Steve um, says on his live today, I, the one part I watched, that he's been in contact with Rachel's family. And, like, Rachel's family can eat rocks. But, um... Regardless, they were saying, like, that the show was very much telling her she could not say anything. They were stopping her from saying anything. And I'm not saying that means she was gonna say anything. (laughs) I'm not giving this woman the benefit of the doubt. I'm just saying they were definitely stopping her. And then now, after these photos came out, they're apparently letting her say something. And they're only limiting her to 100 characters in her statement, which is trash. But it's just like, we're not surprised, first and last name are longer than 100 characters. (laughs) What the hell? Fuck. Like, that, Like it's more, it's less than a tweet. It's like half of a tweet. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even no, call no, out. I'm sorry, a, I think, I'm thinking um, 100 words. 100 words. I can't even call out a work with less than 100 words. Like, that <laughs> is true. just stupid. Yeah. Are you yeah. supposed to explain your own racism in 100 words or less? Mm-hmm. You need years. <laughs> like, First of all, you need years. Um, maybe, like, three or four Instagram lives that are an hour long, and I don't, you know, whatever. But that said, though, I really am curious to see what her response is going to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, certainly she's going to be released from this in two years, Mm -hmm. but, like, literally, though, like, she's having a lot of time to think about how she's going to respond to this. So, like, I mean, like, we should definitely think about that if she is given... room to actually talk about it like the franchise deserves criticism a hundred percent sure if she says anything that's you know a hundred words or less Mm -hmm. and they deserve criticism regardless but if Mm -hmm. she's given room and she gives a bullshit response she's Mm -hmm. had so much fucking time to think Mm -hmm. about this and learn like she doesn't get any more thinking and learning time (laughs) she does not get anything yeah like there's no more you've had time you've had oh god um, so yeah, it's really disappointing and not surprising at all. And the franchise is racist and trash. And I'm not, I mean, all of this is to say is like, I'm not surprised. Like Chris Harrison has deleted all mention of Black Lives Matter on his Instagram. Like he's, he's <laughs> continued to prove himself to not be an ally. <laughs> and the show is not an ally. It doesn't matter who the lead is. The show is not an ally. And it's an institution, it's an institution. and all institutions need to be abolished. Yeah. So that was that little update there. Anyway. Um, We've gotten into abolish the institutions early. Usually that's like minute like 80 of the podcast. Ooh, we got to stretch a little bit. 
Um, speaking of institutions that need to be abolished, there were Super a bunch Bowl. of the Super Bowl. There were a bunch of um, white dudes licking dirt um, at the Super Bowl <laughs> this weekend in praise of uh, racist Tom Brady. So, is that surprising? No. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And I and I used to find Jason Tartik attractive, but oof, that's that was a hard weekend for me. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still hot, and he's still funny. He's still stupid. <laughs> this is true. Okay, yeah, good point. <laughs> Nuance, Jenna. <laughs> Two things can't be true. You can be horny about somebody and, like, absolutely despise everything they do. Isn't that most boyfriends? Yeah, uh, yeah. from what I remember, it's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a long time. Um, okay, like and it's, there, there's a thing I really want to talk about a lot this week. I wrote a lot yes. about it, so I hope that you will entertain my monologue because literally it's it's the long one, but it's about uh, what may come as no surprise, Ari feeling victimized for being a man. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to explain kind of the situation that occurred, and then I'll go into my <laughs> big rant. <laughs> Well, Ari um, went to Instagram yesterday morning to let us know that he um, he's being discriminated against. And, like, <laughs> me as somebody who really cares about the male species, I was ready to just be right there for him. No, JK. But actually, yeah, he – so was, <laughs> Lauren is pregnant with twins, which makes her a high-risk um, pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And he is not being allowed in to see the sonogram. Um, she's not even, like, giving birth yet. That she, she just can't even see the sonogram. And he has said, like, twice that he's basically felt like he's being discriminated against. And in this Instagram post he made, like, he was like – he literally said the word, I feel like men are being discriminated against. Husbands are not – not allowed into the doctor room anymore and this is not okay and then he tries to like have almost accidental leftism at the end where he was like how can we like fill out a super bowl stadium but i can't go see my wife and it's like yeah okay no do you want to have that conversation because like i i want to have that conversation that Mm -hmm. would be great let's have that one not the other one (laughs) the other one that you're having is just so off track it's like you know that meme that's like on the track you kill like four people he went so far off the track he's killed no one but i don't even know where it's going anymore (laughs) so famously ari is a man Mm -hmm. he was not allowed in a hospital therefore men are oppressed like this is his like sort of loose opinion about the whole thing yeah and i was just like wow did y'all know that covid19 single-handedly defeated the patriarchy and now we live in a matriarchy where men are oppressed it's it's fucking incredible stuff and nature is healing itself all we needed was covid19 oh thank you to solve this huge societal issue um (laughs) and i feel like he's like so close to turning it into like a men's rights activist kind of thing like yeah so he's like oh and i bet if lauren and i get divorced I'm going to still have to pay alimony and she's going to get more time with the kids and then he's going to blame feminism for that when that's not even, like, really remotely what it is. Um, But, like, in all seriousness, like, I saw this, uh, you and I were talking yesterday and Mm -hmm. I had seen this, like, series of tweets that, like, sort of relate, but they were talking about Meghan McCain and then I was like, oh my god, this is basically Ari's statement in a nutshell. Um, But they're just, like, really not used to things going their way or they see Mm -hmm. something that 
that is a problem. And mm-hmm. then they're like, why isn't anyone talking about this? And why mm-hmm. am I suffering? And it's just like, <laughs> these are generally speaking issues people have been talking about the whole time. And you're being like, why bring politics into everything? <laughs> Until it affects you. And then then you're mad. So, like, it's fine when it happens to other people. But, like, when it affects you, like, burn it down or whatever. Um <laughs> stop what you're doing oh my god (laughs) um so like some of the tweets were like one of the pillars of conservative ideology is that it's not a problem until it affects me and then it's everyone's problem and you should be outraged too and then a twitter user andy zeisler said it more succinctly like the conservative ethos distilled it's not a problem unless it happens to me and when it does happen to me i am absolutely outraged that other people let it happen to me so oh. it's like our fault that Ari can't go to the hospital. Therefore, it's a societal problem. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of made me like the whole point of his thing, like husbands are being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. It's just so grossly misconstrued in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. But it also made me think back to an actual societal issue. Mm-hmm. What? We from, have those? From like, what? Um So, like, before gay marriage was, like, legalized, like, across the United States, like, 2009 era stuff, it was, like, legalized in just a few states. There was, like, Mm -hmm. five Uh where state by state um, it was recognized, you know. um, And there were multiple, like, lesbian families who wound up suing hospitals and maybe even the states themselves um, because – they um, weren't allowing them to be with their loved ones as their loved ones were dying because they didn't recognize their marriage Mm. as being legitimate. Mm. And, like, hospitals and individual staff could gatekeep if they were in, you know, states where their marriage or union wasn't recognized. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, in these cases, there were, like, they had legal directive to serve as their health proxy, but culture just wasn't accepting of gay couples as a practice so they they literally didn't get to watch their like loved ones die because or of help like them make like decisions like i think he yeah. didn't like, make medical directive or, decisions or like um there was one case where like um the woman who was dying sister came in and they would let her <sighs> take the kids <sighs> in with them but they would not let her wife and partner go in with the kids and they wouldn't let the kids in either because the kids were biologically her wife's. Oh my god. So like since they weren't yeah. quote unquote like directly her bloodline, they wouldn't yeah. let the kids go in either until her sister Jesus. came in. Christ. So it's just like those are the kind of things we've been fighting for for a really long time. <laughs> it's not and like not to be like where were you then about it, but like literally where were you then? <laughs> And this is why we make personal things political, because I get how that can be painful. Mm-hmm. It is super devastating that, like, you cannot be in the hospital with your loved one right now, but that is not because of your identity as a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, not to mention the fact that loads of people with numerous, like, genders and gender identities are having babies and, like married or just like struggling in general or like, surrogates like there's like people's yeah. surrogate like so like this woman is pregnant or, or whatever gender is having is pregnant and giving birth to the baby of somebody who's like you know paid them to be a surrogate and like that's their you know like they want to be in the room too they have no le- you know <laughs> they're not being they're also being excluded Ari mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like like 
I, it's wild to me that, like, he's in such a place where he can't even put it into perspective mm-hmm. that nobody at all has been able to go in with their loved one to the hospital for any reason because we are in a fucking pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know, like, how far your head has to be up your ass mm-hmm. to be like, <laughs> actually, I was on TV, so I should get to go to the hospital with my wife, even though your grandma was dying a few weeks ago and nobody got to see her and like a staff nurse had to hold her hand while we were on a zoom call with her i'm pretty sure you're gonna be okay if you like i understand that your wife is probably scared and that you are probably scared and that's something you want to be a part of but like big picture you're not being discriminated against we're in a fucking pandemic yeah so like like, it's it's like a a high-risk obese place, too. Like, mm-hmm. he's completely not thinking about himself. And he also is really not thinking about Lauren. The statement wasn't mm-hmm. even about Lauren. But it's, like, the safety of the other high-risk pregnancies that will be seen in that office. Like, mm. he had COVID. They go. They just went on a fucking trip last week. Like, it's not okay. He thinks he's better because he didn't go to the Super Bowl. But he went on a fucking road trip with two other people and mm-hmm. went to multiple places and yeah. saw multiple babies and I'm like, you can't have this conversation with us. No. I'm sorry. You can't. you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. <laughs> but it really, I really do feel like COVID has put, like, a stark reality of, like, the lives of, like, people who are, like, well off or at least well enough, well off enough to where they don't have to worry about the pandemic, like, mm-hmm. literally destroying their life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Versus, like, people in our position. It's, like... Mm-hmm. It really put like a class line like right there. Like you mm-hmm. can you can go do stuff if you have money to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's not being allowed, and therefore it's discrimination against specifically husbands. Okay, sir. And here's the thing I want to say is that men are dangerous, and we should not be allowing them in any <laughs> like really anywhere. So like I kind of was like, yeah, like let's discriminate against men. Like <laughs> the new radical feminist movement is men are not allowed in hospitals. At all. In general. I don't care if he's dying. I don't no. give a shit. He's dangerous. He's, dangerous. he's a risk here. Um, <laughs> and again, I'm just like, you know what? Figure out another way to spawn con your just for men hair dye and ash gray. Like, you're going to be able to figure it out. I knew that, like, it, I know this appointment was important to you, but you can find another way to make money off of your wife's body trauma. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think all pregnancies are trauma, but having twins sounds really difficult. And I also hope that she felt peace in that room because it must be exhausting to spend every single waking moment with him. I'm sure she was like, can you make up a rule? (laughs) They're like, we actually don't care. He could come if he's wearing masks. No, 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 no. Actually, he needs to stay out. Um, Um, Actually, the nurse, she's a total bitch. She told me, not on the husbands, just no husbands. I got it from oh my god i love it <laughs> fuck me <sighs> i have joy in my heart for a second um but now yeah. we have to talk Wasn't about the show nice <laughs> oh we got to make fun of a man it's been a while it's been a while it hasn't it's been like literally two days but oh god <laughs> oh i guess we should start the episode huh yeah. Ugh. How far are we in? Did we make a record? Oh, no. Still only 23. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I'm yeah. going to accept that as a, a good one. <laughs> Andrew, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks, okay. <friend. laughs> so, mm, 
stretch the feud continues. Mm-hmm. We were left off last week with a to be continued two on one date. Um, <laughs> what was it? Your roommate was like, uh, "Do they do these very often?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, I just like buckled him in his like little baby car seat and was like. Sweet boy. Get ready. You know so little. <laughs> and then Jenna just, like, blasted off. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, before COVID, they used to fucking do them in the Badlands, and they left fucking Ashley I there to cry. Anyway. We could get um, a doctorate in this shit legitimately <laughs> and know. get paid zero dollars because academics don't make any money either. Yeah, that's fair. So. <laughs> Our knowledge is useless everywhere, as it turns out. Yeah, except for here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, MJ and um, Desenia are still where we left them off. They're like, they both look amazing, honestly, regrettably. MJ's jacket does look very good. <laughs> like very horny about that jacket. <sighs> yeah, but everything else about her, I was like, no, 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 no. Um, and they're both waiting for Matt to get there so they can <laughs> truly test the question uh, we asked ourselves last week, which is, uh, will he send the mean girls home completely if he actually has feelings for them? Because, uh... yeah. Which apparently he he does make the right choices. Yes. But I actually don't remember seeing MJ and Matt have a fuck ton of chemistry. Like, it's not something that, like, stuck in my head. So I'm not really sure where this is coming from. But that seems to be, like, the vibe in the house, too. Like, they're not sure if he's going to send her home because they have, you know, so chemistry. much in common. And I'm like, what? I, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, yeah, Jasenia gets to plead her case first. Um... She basically says, in short, that MJ lied to his face about the bullying. So MJ, in the meantime, is sitting in a completely different room than the one we left her in. Um, It looks softer and kinder (laughs) than than the previous room, which has pillows that look like they've been karate chopped, which may have been by her also. Um, But this room just looks softer. Um, but she is, like, on the floor sobbing and is, like, I can't stand her. She's not going to get away with this. And it's very, like, Gollum-esque, you know? Like, she is talking about herself, but, like, <laughs> actually in real life, she's blaming Jasenia for all of this. Um, shocking. Shocking. Uh, someone not taking accountability for being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, she then sort of, like, stands up, like, ruffles herself off and then she's like, I'm done with this weak bitch moment, which I love. Um, <laughs> weak BM is now being used as a phrase in our house as a means of discussing how our morning shits went. <laughs> so WBM is for weak bowel movement. And I don't know. I, ha- I had a weak one this morning. So maybe there will be more empowering words later on. Yes, we can only hope. Who knows? Rageful. No, I guess that is a word. Somebody said rageful later on in the show, and I was like, that's not a word, and then it turns out it is. I'm just silly. Mm-hmm. I'm a silly It doesn't goose. sound right, though. It doesn't sound right! I was no. like, is this is this another lingerie or finasco? Like, what's happening? No, it's, it's a word. Rude. It's a word, unfortunately. <laughs> um, however, her weak bitch moment um, is apparently not over. Because then she just sits down and starts crying again with Matt, like, as soon as he comes there. And she's just like, this is not who I am. This is not my character. But Jasenia has questioned my character. Um, she repeats that she's mentally and emotionally exhausted, which is, like, same, 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 same. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that this week has been really hard on her and her heart is so big and i'm like you should get that looked at (laughs) that sounds dangerous queen (laughs) and then when she's done talking with matt she just goes back again to rail on jesenia and like i can tell that this girl is like a last word kind of bitch because same (laughs) um like i always like I am, like, one of those people where, like, if it's a heavy conflict, I go take a shower, and then I rehab that conversation (laughs) in the shower, and then I'm my ultimate self. And by that, I mean I take a bath for four hours, usually crying, and I just, like, write a script in my head. Again, (laughs) I could go to therapy, but why do I have to if I just sit in the bath for four hours? Yeah. Um, But she sits down, and she's saying... Things like, you literally need to check yourself right now. You continue to be petty. Jasenia is just cool, calm, and collected. Like, literally, like, if if you just showed me her face while she's talking, I would think she was having a totally rational conversation. Her face is unflinching. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And then she also does this thing <laughs> that's so fucking amazing. So, like, my whole family calls me Dan, and it's, like, the kind of thing where they, when they say Danica, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And so Jasenia does, like, the same thing um, using her God-given name, Meredith, saying, like, <laughs> Meredith, you preach all the time about weak bitch energy. Well, weak bitches lie. And then <laughs> the producers just, like, bring in the body bag for MJ um, <laughs> just so they can, like, escort her out Um and then a few moments after, you know, this tension, like, will Matt make the right choice? Won't he make the right choice? He does the right thing. Mm-hmm. They walk out in complete silence <laughs> while she she's somehow walking, like, a whole mile in front of him. But his arm is still touching her waist. <laughs> this man has 2,000 mile on, mile long arms. It's impressive as hell. And he is, I mean, we have, I don't think we've talked about this nearly enough on the podcast. No. He, uh, this man loves a hip touch. Mm. I can't. It's fine for maybe two girls, but he's doing it for every person in the house, including Tyler. It's just Mm -hmm. upsetting. (laughs) Um, Chris Harrison, too. Exactly. So, yeah, she drives the fuck away. Thank God um, our nightmare is over. Um, mm-hmm. And she says, I don't know how she did this. She so touched me. Again, no. it's a Gollum moment. She's talking about herself, I hope. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, um, yeah. And then I hope that's the last time we have to see her for the rest of the season. I think she probably will be on the Women Tell All, of course. Um, and update about social media. She has come back oh. from her social media hiatus. To post nothing but just, like, shots of her drinking and hanging out with people. So that's fun. Fair. That's fun. No no accountability at all. Um, cool, Who cool. needs it? <laughs> <laughs> so now we go back to, uh, like, pre-cocktail party. Um, all of the women greet Jasenia. She walks back in. Victorious. Um, and all of them are waiting for, quote-unquote, Matt's fine ass to walk in. When in strolls our elderly <laughs> father, Chris Harrison, <laughs> who announces that once again, Matt doesn't like very many of you and would frankly not like to speak to you ever again. <laughs> AKA, the cocktail party is canceled. <laughs> I really do be like that. 
just so like, many. No. The last two seasons, they're just like, fuck it. I don't want to see her again. Yeah. Whatever. Ugh. And I couldn't really blame Claire Tation when she didn't want to look at Kenny anymore, you know? But now it's like, come on. A lot of these people are cool. Yeah. <laughs> they literally <clears throat> stayed here for so long just to get... El- they're like having panic attacks about getting eliminated and yeah. or they're Maggie. <laughs> and Who is... I mean, we'll talk. Oh, my God. Yes. Woo! So, um... But, like, at the at this rose ceremony, like, after Chris announces that the cocktail party is canceled, this starts one of the most bizarre feuds we've had in a long time. And I have more notes about this later. Um, and I don't know where I stand on it because I don't know where the fuck it's coming from. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Serena C. in this moment basically turns all animosity toward Katie um, because supposedly Katie is the one that started all of the drama in the house source not found um and because of that she has had no time with him whatsoever and it's a really bizarre take to me yeah to be perfectly honest but yeah yeah, more on that a little bit later yeah we'll get there um rose call is this your new word instead of rose ceremony yeah it's instead of roll call it's like rose call it's yeah, not I'm, good. I'm just yeah. trying things. No, I love it. And hopefully we never sticks. have to say rose ceremony again. <laughs> ceremony. Ceremony. Cere- <laughs> See, the thing is you say it enough times, you sound like it's, it's, not, even, it's not even a real word. No. You know? Like, am no. I high? <laughs> so he yes. gives... <laughs> yes. So he gives the roses out to Serena P., Michelle Piper, Bree, Chelsea, Katie, and Serena C., who join Rachel, Jasenia, and Abigail, and Kit, who are also from last week's episode. Um, and we, unfortunately, say goodbye to some really great women. Um, mm-hmm. Brian, who uh, we didn't, I mean, poor, we didn't She was so sad and nervous. I felt she very bad. Was, yeah, she looked gorgeous, but she was definitely really feeling that anxiety. And I, mm-hmm. she, because she's been quarantined for a while and just, like, waiting and, like, yeah, to have her be there for one week and then just... Oh, she's so sweet. Um, Brittany, who went through basically hell and back for no reason, mm-hmm. um, which was horrible. You really hate to see it. Mm-hmm. And then our favorite woman, Maggie, um, who was too good for him. Um, <laughs> I yeah. will say, and today she posted a tweet or something. It was like, so for the 10 minutes you saw me on TV during this season, <laughs> everyone's given me a lot of love. And I loved that. It was such beautiful shade. She um, is so cute. <laughs> But did you notice when she walked out, she was, like, smiling? Yeah, because she knew just like we all did. Like, we're good. dodged a bullet. Like, I'm good. <laughs> we're going to be fine. Yeah, a lot of the women, I like, we've, we've talked about this on so many episodes. I don't even know why I bring it up again. But I think a lot of the women just leave, like, feeling sort of embarrassed. And, mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of women are just like, no, eh, that's okay. I've been here a long time, and this mm-hmm. wasn't great. <laughs> Actually. Mm-hmm. Not super great for me. <clears throat> like, literally, just, like, the group dates are, like, shovel shit. And then some of the one-on-ones are, like... Beat each other up. Oh, beat wait, each other. group date. Some of the, yeah, some of the one-on-ones are beat Tyler up. I'm not paying any attention to you. And then some of the one-on-ones are, like, I love you. It seems like a really mixed bag here in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, the quarantine version of this show is... Not great. And we've said it since the beginning. Like, when I found out they were going to do any of this in quarantine, I was like, oh, oh, that's not going to, that's not going to be fun at all. That's not going to work for anybody. No. And they're not going to have good date options and it's just going to be a mess. And it's proven to be so true. 
Oh, <sighs> still sad Oof. to see her go because I wanted yeah. to see more of her. Yeah. She should have gotten a one-on-one at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking, sorry, one more time. Chris Harrison's the a monster. On this this one interview I keep referring, um, I'll link it in our stories. Um, I learned that lesson this weekend. Uh, <clears throat> you give a bitch a link up option and she forgets immediately. But this Har- this Harrison interview today, he's Rachel's like, yeah, we love Maggie. He's like, you know, I really wish we could have seen more of her. I was like, you had the opportunity to show us more of her. I wanted to punch my phone and run it I'm over. I'm sorry, executive producer, producer who? Yeah, exactly. He literally looked dead in the fucking camera and was like, yeah, I really wish we could have seen more of her story. I, I, I... You know what? This, do you know what this means? Is that he's gonna include her in bloopies. And then he'll yes. be like, that's enough, right? right. <clears throat> Damn it. Fucking so asshole. <laughs> <laughs> joking um, my ass. Are you joking my ass? So, then we get Piper's one-on-one announced. And I will say before this, the the preamble to Piper's date is longer than Piper's date. So just, yeah. like, buckle up, because this is where we're talking about the confrontation between Katie and Serena C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Again, so, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go you, ahead. Well, yeah, so Danica's a little confused, because it's like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Um, Serena is basically mad about not getting any of the one on, not getting the one on one date, and and that's somehow Katie's fault because um, okay, <laughs> um, she said Katie is calculated and annoying, and that just let another frustration inside of me with somebody like Katie who is outspoken and truly, honestly keeps running her mouth and things that she doesn't need to say, and we'll get into like a little bit later, like the. I, here's the thing we don't know the truth of anything really it's the editing you right yeah. like what do we really know <laughs> but like all we have seen katie do is tell matt once hey there's some shit happening in the house that's like pretty toxic and including potentially ruining somebody's life with like which it sex, was yeah with the sex workers like exposing stuff and that was it she didn't tell him who where what and it was all the other women who told him names, what was being talked about, took more time than necessary. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not Katie's fault. Don't right? don't blame the whistleblower. Like, don't yeah. don't blame the player. Blame the game. Yeah. Like, you're mad because the show sucks and you're being manipulated all the time. It's not right. Katie's fault for yes. being like, hey, this house environment sucks right now mm-hmm. and here's why mm-hmm. um and also it's totally matt's choice to rid people of you know that are causing that toxic environment or mm-hmm. not like these are his choices not katie's choices mm-hmm. so like she ends up confronting katie in her room um letting her know that she is super frustrated of time being continuously taken away by katie's antics and then she's like, I don't really think that you're here for Matt. Again, we don't really get an explanation for that at any point or like a, a the start of it at any We just get, I feel like we got the end of an argument that has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, um, based on a, a source I have, that is like what was happening. Like mm-hmm. they had had like three different conversations beforehand and this was like the last one, you know? Mm-hmm. So both, so both people's tensions were very high. Yeah, like, and that's clearly like, Serena's tensions were high, and Katie's were incredibly high as well. And 
that's that's the vibe I was getting too. Right. Because this is seemingly coming out of nowhere and it escalates very quickly and it's very weird behavior from both of them if you're mm-hmm. just watching this episode without reading our Instagram stories, which is where I'm coming from. <laughs> I don't read anything. I can't read. Um, so Katie's just like basically arguing like to the point uh, that Serena made previously that was like, I don't think you're truly here for Matt. Katie was like, you don't know what Matt and I talk about. Like, you don't know what our time is like together. You were feeling super insecure last night. And I mean, that's like a little biting, but like, yeah. I mean, she was. Um, <laughs> but again, this is this is what this is where the argument gets weird is because we haven't seen anything up to this. So it seems like Katie's like being really biting, but that makes a lot more sense like yeah. in context that this has been an ongoing scuffle. Yeah. Um, like Katie thought that she was coming up to apologize, which is honestly like what I would have thought if we didn't hear Serena C's like, you know conversation prior um (laughs) and then serena's arguing that she has nothing to apologize for and then katie goes full throttle very quickly yeah Yeah. um yeah it's just misplaced uh it's a no-no for producers i didn't like this i didn't understand it Mm -hmm. um and this is where we get katie doing the pathetic line Uh and yeah, she's just, like, saying, like, if you have a problem with how last night went, go talk to Matt. Like, Katie can't do anything to remedy it. And then, like, also, like, I re- like I legitimately haven't seen a single scene with Serena or, like, really Katie with Matt this season, aside from Katie saying, <laughs> like, hey, that, some that shit is going she... <laughs> down. Like, it's... Yeah. It seems like if you're getting... Like, based on the viewing experience of last night, it seems like if you're going to get mad at anybody, get mad at the women who have so much time with him. Mm-hmm. But again, we're only seeing a glimpse of this whole thing. It just seemed, it was like a very weird production choice to show this at all. Oh, 100%, considering potentially that Katie is the lead. It's like, I've been thinking about that all day. Like, why did they, I don't know. It's weird. And like, it's just such producer stuff. Like, they he they just, like, pitted these two women against each other in a way that was just, like, unfair for both of them. And, um, and like, you just said very soundly a second ago, like, if anyone you'd... I, I, you shouldn't be mad at anyone, really. But if you're going to be mad, I guess be mad at the women who've had a lot of time, you know? But this happens, I think, in a lot of seasons, especially the Bachelor seasons, when the, the women are kind of coming at each other. It's a lot of it is anger about not having time that they displace to somebody else that they think mm-hmm. is like the reason for the lack of time when it's like oh it's well, 100%, it's 100 yeah. percent misplaced anger and i mean mm-hmm. like i i think i wrote somewhere in the notes that i felt very centrist about this because i just like fully do not understand where any of this energy is coming from and like mm-hmm. honestly like, jumping from no conflict to you're the freaking arsonist yeah. is, like, a big leap to take for somebody. And mm-hmm. also, I mean, like, the only thing I have to go on is the edit that I saw. And I don't mm-hmm. dislike either of these people. But it's just, like, with the edit that we saw, I'm thinking, like, Serena's whole problem with Katie is that Katie is not focused on she and Matt's relationship 
She's focusing on, like, the drama in the house. But I'm like, okay, well, like, self-reflection time. Like, that's what you're focused on right now, too. Like, you should focus on your and Matt's relationship, I guess. Like, and then... Which is kind of what happens, like, we hear, like, later on when they go back up to, like, the room with the other women, Mm -hmm. um... A couple of the women there try to be like, okay, well then, like, let's let's actually focus on Matt. Like, yeah. if this is like the problem, let's focus on it. Because mm-hmm. Katie's like, go talk to Matt if you have a problem with this. She's like, well, then Instagram is like, I don't want to because I don't want to do what you're doing. She's like, but I'm not doing that. And then yeah. also, let's not, not let's none of us do that then. But like, I'm tired of having this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just apparent that both of them were tired of having this conversation. I mean, I definitely think that like Katie's tone. Was not great. Um, it's it's. it's I think not fun it, to see. Well, but. I think it's heated, and I I think yeah. that like sometimes like, especially if this is a thing where like you've been attacked over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't respond very well in the heat of the moment either, and I'm like very quick to apologize. And it's like one yes. of those things that you have to work on. But if you're in an environment where you literally can't escape people. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's very difficult. I'm, like, not, like, defending that kind of behavior at all, but I do understand it. Mm-hmm. And I also I also do understand a little bit where Serena's coming from because this environment is nuts. It's meant to break mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. It's meant to put out your, like, worst habits, your worst, mm-hmm. like, all of the things that you would work on in therapy come back to just, like, face you as, like, lessons where either you, like, do a bad job or you do a good job. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. It was just, like, a, a very bizarro fight. But Jasenia is, like, a voice of reason. I want Jasenia to be my therapist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the real life because she's just, like, um, listen, you guys should stop fighting. Let's just focus on our relationships with Matt because we have a bigger enemy coming. <laughs> um, we have to be a united front against <laughs> Heather Martin, (laughs) who has shown up completely out of the blue to quarantine for two whole days before meeting Matt, because that's how quarantine works. And you know what? She came with her own fucking mic, so good for her. Good for her. It's it's sanitized. It's great. Yeah. She didn't have to wait the full 14 days because she brought her own mic and they didn't have to order it from, you know, the USPS. (laughs) And Chris Harrison has the audacity to just be like, what? what, what, what? Well, yeah, let's give him the fucking Emmy. No, thank yeah. you. Actor um, of the century. Yeah. It was because this clearly wasn't set up at all. And she's here just to, you know, marry a dude that she could have spent time with at any point previous to him being announced as The Bachelor because she runs in the same social circle as all of them. But we'll talk about it Do you later. know what's sad is that Heather isn't married to him already because she was being COVID safe at the beginning. <laughs> if she was a part of the COVID crew, she'd already be married to him. This wouldn't be happening. Okay. We have That's Peter so again. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> Famously, they would just put Peter in again. <clears throat> wow. Lord. Wow. Because anything to not put Mike Johnson in the role, right? Anything. Am I right? Anything. <laughs> So now we get Piper's one-on-one. See, look at how long ago we started talking about Piper's date and when we finished. (laughs) Hours. Hours. 
84 years later, their date uh, begins, and it's a nighttime activity. Apparently, she doesn't get a daytime activity, which is... Uh, they keep doing that, though. Yeah. Just no daytime dates. Uh, but, like, all women who are on a first date with a man, um, she's trying to figure out how he could potentially kill her. The same thing <laughs> happened with Brie. Um, bear attack is usually my first go-to as well. And I think you can relate to this because, like, living in the Pacific Northwest, that is usually how men try to kill you on first dates. So <laughs> she's not far off. They take you for a hike and you're like, no, thank you. I don't no. hike. No. Mm-mm. No hiking. No. Um, but instead they have a fun carnival date and, uh, and not like the one last season <laughs> Where a tiny head was sweating through his shirt. and <laughs> It was like a church, like a church fundraiser with like secondhand prizes last season's carnival date. And this one's just like, go to Disneyland. Who fucking cares about COVID? <laughs> we don't give a shit. <laughs> oh my God. And like now, because now we're kind of talking about like a real fucking fair. They brought in... All the things, all like, these different games, the zippers, yeah. like probably that ride that makes you the one that like spins you around yes. really fast and makes you barf. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I don't I know why that. like fairs are just like, what can we do to make kids barf? Because that would make everyone's fucking day better. It's just like parents drinking beer while their kids barf. Yeah, basically. I I I vomited once on a zipper ride and. It's terrifying, and I cannot. I would not get in that ride, um, knowing that a bachelor producer said that that whole thing. Up. No, oh my god! Especially get like given that she had to turn it on with that like janky little, just oh pull this lever up and all of these things are safe now. Okay, no, that's absolutely gonna fall apart. I'm gonna die in my own vomit with Matt James. That's embarrassing. <laughs> not how i planned it (laughs) (laughs) that is exactly how i planned to go i will still be 60 though so oh my god (laughs) prediction Uh, matt's like he does seem really into her though he says like me and piper already have our relationship and we already have common ground we haven't seen it um we're really trying to explore what (laughs) life would look like with each other which i guess is apparently going to fairs um and she says she shares the same saying like getting to know him has shown me that a feeling in love is possible here. And I'm like, no, not really. Why are you poo-poo about this? I like this one. No, I'm, I love it. I'm just like, I hate love. That's my thing. Okay. <sighs> Bitch. I don't believe it. Well, because cause, cause of what happens in the daytime, the, the, the during the dinner time of their... Apparently they're having dinner at midnight because they were already having their I know. fucking fair. I can't. <laughs> when does it get dark in Pennsylvania? Yeah, maybe actually probably like one p.m. Yeah, um, that sounds. That it's famously sound. Alaska or Canada <laughs> in the, the summer or whatever. <laughs> Not at all in the same you know sort of climate area that we are in. Um, what is this called? Like the vertical, horizontal. Um, horizontal i don't know i'm a fucking dumbass anyway yeah Yeah. um, don't come to us for geography no we're experts in everything but geography (laughs) (laughs) Um, so during dinner uh piper expresses um we call it share your trauma we usually do it to make fun of the dudes but a lot of the women's traumas this season are so relatable that it feels Mm -hmm. you know 
pithy and bad to like make fun of them for that um also we never try to make fun of the women unless they're just being like oh my trauma is um i think i'm ugly how do you feel about me um (laughs) her piper's trauma however is super relatable for me um because she grew up in a, a family that doesn't express love all that openly. And mm-hmm. um, when she's talking about her experience with her family, she's like, sometimes I want my mom to just call me and be like, I'm really proud of you. You're doing a great job. Um, but I know that's not really her style. I know that's never going to happen. And then I have often thought the same thing about my mom. But <laughs> I spend my time talking about how I used to masturbate with a Crayola piggy bank and still do as an adult. So thank you, actually, Mom, for keeping your pride to yourself on this one. <laughs> thank you. Oh, my God. Um, but Piper is saying, like, that this – she's using this as a means of, like, illustrating why it could be sometimes really difficult for her to, you know, let people in, break down the walls that she's put up, that she has, like, extra because it's hard to, like, be vocal with her – her affection because her family did that. Um, got to have like a tough exterior when your family isn't all gooey and like sweet all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then we did this thing where we're just like the worst people in the world, but we were like, is he gonna say, I can't imagine it? Cause that's his like catchphrase. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't imagine. <laughs> can't imagine. Um, yeah, so that's how he responds to, like, a lot of the things. <laughs> but you know what, though? He can imagine it. Yeah. And he says uh, really nicely, he's like, we can work through that together. I think this is something that, you know, I've struggled with, and I want to, like, work with you with mm-hmm. this together. And I was like, that's nice. I, that's okay. Sweet. Okay, Matt. All right. Oh, you hmm. listened. Hmm. Just give him a little pat. Then Piper says... Um, that she is getting the confidence to let down the walls and that she's falling in love with him. And Mm. he doesn't say it back. So, yeah, just so everyone knows, we're, um, basically three for one. Three women have said it. (laughs) He's responded positively to one woman. And, you know, we're not going to talk about her in this moment. But see, the thing is, I, I I got annoyed at this because she just says her trauma is, like, it's hard to open up because people, my family has never really, you know, doesn't express their love for me verbally. Not that they don't love her, but they're not, like, expressing it, you know? And then she expresses her love to him, the beginnings of it, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't say anything back. And that was like, it, okay, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. But yeah. it was just like, ooh, oh. Yeah, that made me feel for her, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a difference between... Oh, my God. What was... Okay, so to pause, what was Rachel's share your trauma? Wasn't it something similar? Like, I have a hard time opening up? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was kind really of thing. It. Yeah. So, I mean, like, again, he's not required to do anything. It's mm-hmm. honestly... It, like, it feels irresponsible to make him, you know, react the same way to her. Like, he has to say the same thing if he doesn't mean it oh, no, or whatever. Right. But, mm-hmm. like, it just, like, sort of proves mm-hmm. he's feeling a certain way about a certain somebody. And that makes mm-hmm. me really kind of upset because yeah. 
Yeah, I'm upset. I'm just like upset. It's like, oh, it's just confirming a reality that we were hoping wasn't gonna be the reality. Um, And we'll like, definitely there's more time. But yeah, we've had, you know, three people say it and he said it to one person. And I think I feel just sad for Piper for now. Knowing full well that there could be a different reality in the future. Yeah, this is true. Um, she does get the date card, though. And then... Or the rose. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, she did get the date card, famously. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, she gets the rose, and I'm happy if that makes her happy. She still deserves better. Um, and then the... <laughs> World famous family trio that kisses sometimes. Temecula Road plays a song. I have no idea who these people are. They just all look like sisters, including like one lesbian that plays guitar. And I think they kiss sometimes. Or or they're like an uncomfortable family that kisses on the mouth. You know? Yeah, yeah, one of those. That was me when I was a kid. Um. Anyway, <laughs> um, remember when we had the cranberries and Dolly Parton on the show? That was way better. Wow. <laughs> this show has gone downhill. <laughs> in so many ways. So I many ways. <laughs> it's, it's so much better in a lot of ways, but the musical acts are just like, what if I kissed my sister? <laughs> See, this is them dipping their toe into incest. <laughs> They're trying so many new things, like <laughs> hot button topics of the world. Ooh, what if we had oh. a vibrator? What if we kissed our sister? You, I mean, you let us know. One bi person? Who knows? People are in love with I kissed my sister, though. <laughs> They're just trying popular porn categories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They definitely played into some foot fetish stuff later on with Heather, and I was like, yeah. I don't think you're wrong, Cat. No. <laughs> I just called you Cat. I'm sorry. I That's only okay. have two people I talk to in my life. It's you and my best friend Cat. I know. Thank <sighs> you for saying you and my best friend Cat. Oh. That was really kind. It was like when Matt said thank you and I love you too. To two different people. No, I just want people to know who Cat is. People <laughs> think people think that Cat and I are dating. Like when we go out in the real world. Well, what's the difference? Well, fair. Well, we don't fuck each other, and so I'm not getting, like, we're not getting anything from each other What do you way. think Andrew and I do? <laughs> <laughs> don't be gross. I have a virgin mind. <laughs> I really do wonder if you guys have sex sometimes. You never well, ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I hope he listens. Okay, I doubt it. He won't. Oh, you won't. <laughs> we, we don't pay him that much. Okay, so there's a group date. <laughs> we don't pay him at all yet. <laughs> We're still waiting for that PayPal to come through. <laughs> come on, Patreon. Come on. <laughs> you do you don't, yeah, you have to trust my account. Um, <clears throat> Brie, Kit, Rachel, Michelle, Jasenia, Serena P, Abigail, Chelsea, and Serena C. Oh my god, there's still so many people. They all go on a bowling date with Matt. Um, and of course, of course, they have to make it into some court, sort of game. I was so, I was, ah! 
Can we not have games? Okay, we're, like, literally halfway through, and there's so many fucking people here, and they're still doing just the most shit to interrupt everything. Just, like, oh, my God. I mean, at first I was, like, oh, my God, let him learn, like, one thing about one of these women. Mm -hmm. But then I was, like, maybe they're trying to hide the plantation shit. So yeah. he can't spend that much time with Rachel. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah, keep it to five minutes or less. Yeah. Um, so and if he talks um, to Abigail for too long, he'll find out that she's amazing. Yeah, I know. For real. And God. also, like, I think Papa Chris needs more screen time. This is the most I've seen him in any episode. He's here so many times. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, he... Basically, they're splitting into two teams. Winners stay, losers go. Um, they need more. They need to be more emotionally exhausted and more tense and more angry at Katie, apparently. <laughs> um, who who has, you know, by omission, been given the last uh, one-on-one date of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the game's pretty close. Five-girl squad uh, with Abigail, Rachel, Kit, Serena C., and Bree end up... Uh, losing somehow even though <laughs> there's more of them <laughs> um but the okay. yeah like i literally think serene serena he was about to have an aneurysm like she was so <laughs> mad just like every sig- figuring out a way to make this connected to katie somehow um but michelle chelsea jesenia and serena p end up winning the quality time with matt which they're obviously stoked for that cuts you know mm-hmm. That gives them ten minutes instead of five minutes to spend with him later. Um, yeah. And then Chris pops in again. Can't he take his daughter to college now? <laughs> like, he needs to leave the premises for a couple days and then pretend to quarantine before coming back. His I daughter, Lauren to- Zima? <laughs> <laughs> she's going to clown college and he needs to take her there um but he's coming to bring in another date card and it's like what 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 um because like the women are just sitting there literally crying and shitting their pants this is and... what like the sixth twist of the episode <laughs> Jesus. this is like a game of twister um <laughs> then basically it's actually just inviting them back the losers back to have um the rest of the evening portion. And I just feel bad for everyone involved in this. Mm-hmm. Like, the women who lost, the women who won. Matt, he's tired, I'm sure. And now he has to, like, do an extra two hours so he can accommodate the, like, five women that they just brought back in. I want to bet you that he didn't ask. He didn't fucking write that day card. Uh-uh. Sorry. No. They pulled him aside between one of his talks with Chelsea and one of the other winners. And it was like, we did this. I know it's not cool, but we'll give you, like... An extra pair of, like, I don't know, nice pants. You love tight pants. I'll give you a nice pair of tight pants if you just pretend, like, you asked the women to come back. I'll give Tyler a nice pair of tight pants. And he's like, yes, my sugar baby. <laughs> this is why he was protecting the sugar babies. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, honestly, more likely what it was is that Rachel was on that group date and he wanted to hang out with Rachel for a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he brought back the losing team so that she could be there. Yep, 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 yep. Um, we see Matt have a little bit of time with Chelsea, who's just, like, requesting that Matt not give up on her. And we also see him give the group date rose to Michelle, who is America's sweetheart. Just beautiful and gorgeous and done nothing wrong. Mm-mm. Deserves all the roses. 
I am curious to see why they keep building this narrative about Chelsea, though, because I feel like over and over again, she's like, take a chance on me. Like, mm-hmm. like get mm-hmm. to know me more. Like, mm-hmm. it's been, like, her a theme for her for mm-hmm. the last few episodes. So I'm curious to see how that pans out. And I hope mm-hmm. it pans out well, because, my God, I hope she doesn't, like, reveal, like, herself if yeah. he's just gonna fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Probably gonna be that though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why I even put these like positive thoughts in the world. It's all, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> what if I just left the podcast right now? <laughs> no. I mean, I won't. But okay, thank you. I, I can't leave without talking about this one-on-one with Tyler Cameron. Okay, now I'm leaving the podcast. Okay, here I I can handle this part. Um. <laughs> It's not missed on me that Tyler Cameron gets a one-on-one date before half of the women on this show. It's literally proof, Ari, that men are not discriminated against because he was not a part of this cast. So (laughs) after Matt and Tyler are done fucking, uh, we get to hear... Tyler say sage advice, but since he has the same voice as Peyton Manning, I don't actually recall anything the man said. It was like mumbled, be yourself. Maybe consider relationships you hadn't considered before nonsense. Which, you know, fast forward in time, Matt is like, my friend Tyler is stupid and I will not follow this advice. (laughs) At all. You know what? Good for Matt. Um, (laughs) Don't listen to anything your friend says. No. If your friend is Tyler, don't. So this is actually a solo date, and it's with Katie, as we barely mentioned before. She got the card, um, and she comes in, and uh, but yeah, so it's like a it's a one on one date with Matt, but only kind of, because um, yeah, like Matt brings her in, and he's like, we're gonna do like a spa day today. And that sounds fucking amazing, doesn't it? But he's yes. just like, actually, we're going to do big goof-em-ups to my best friend. <laughs> um, and in, in like, his ITMs, he's sort of talking about, you know, Matt says they, he definitely, like, enjoys their friendship. They've had a slow burn, but he wants to see if there's, like, something romantic there. Um, which is obviously why he made the entire date about his friend. <laughs> And, like, when I wrote my notes, I was like, I want to say it's, like, two steps away from the move that women do at bars when, like, a dude is trying to, like, go home with them and they keep their friend around for, like, safekeeping so they can say yes or no. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, also, like, Katie isn't a creep, so Matt's just dumb and being, like, inconsiderate, honestly, I feel, at least. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I also wanted to say that they have, like, a bit of like a Mike and Hannah Brown vibe where they like obviously trust each other it's probably a comforting and like fun relationship like both of them have stuck their necks out for the lead but it's probably just like not a romantic connection and that's okay but this date was just painful to watch and like honestly I feel that Katie deserved a lot better yeah yeah I was like I I, I want to say, I think this is the worst date <laughs> I've seen Ever. since I started regularly watching this show. 
Okay, and well, so I'll say this, like, it's it's bad on a lot of reasons, like, one, all the stuff you mentioned about how it's, like, not about her, it's about a man, it's not intimate at all, it's fake and weird and set up, and you cannot tell me that Tyler doesn't know that there's a camera in the room. I It's just, I really, but then, but then here's the thing, the show is making a, the show is showing non-consent. Yeah, that's what I was... You know? Yeah, that is so like I, I think that Tyler too. probably consented ultimately, but the show is showing us a non-consensual yeah. scenario, which is not okay for them right. to show us that. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who are listening to us without watching for whatever yeah. reason, um, <laughs> their date consisted of like Tyler getting a massage and, um. Matt and Katie are on, like, a telephone line with the masseuse, and it's supposed to be, like, ha-ha, funny, we're doing a prank. And, um, it get like, it's the same kind of practical joke vibe where you give, like, a vegan, like, a food with, like, a meat in it, Uh Uh where it's just, like, it's a, it's, at its most generous read, a little bit violating and borderline gross, and, like, roles reversed, if Tyler were a woman, this would have not happened. Mm-hmm. Or it would have been thought in, in a completely different light. Yeah. But yeah. I agree with you that I think the show let him in on it so it could mm-hmm. be ha-ha funny. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I honestly can't imagine Katie also being down with it, just being like, oh, yeah, I'll have a masseuse do this weird you know like i can't imagine a scenario where that's happening or allowed because that's just sexual harassment and it's abc yeah who's famously gotten in trouble for sexual harassment (laughs) multiple times (laughs) so i'm pretty sure they have contracts that are being signed before this date even begins uh yeah but again again like the the um the way that it was like like supposed to be perceived by an audience as gross yes the same thing with heather like they're just lying Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is a lie Mm -hmm. um but this one is kind of sinister Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. honest Mm -hmm. the heather one like what the fuck ever we all know i mean we all know and that no, Danica just did air quotes like we all know and I was like I made that like meme this morning it's like the realist Bachelor Nation gets it but unfortunately there's a whole I think a lot of people question. don't yeah yeah, exactly so that's why we're talking about it so hopefully somebody who's listening to it will be like oh this is not cool but again all of this is just proof that Katie got the worst date of literally all time <clears throat> Yeah, so in the nighttime portion of the date, Katie is wearing her most comfortable puffy jacket, which I am here for. <laughs> she looks so comfortable and, like, she could give zero fucks. Um. <laughs> but that's exactly the outfit I wear on dates when I know I'm not going to get laid. <laughs> I'm just like, if I'm comfortable, I know that I'm not going to have sex tonight. <laughs> <laughs> So Katie starts, um, she talks about spotting red flags early in relationships and that she hopes to find a partner who is comfortable with himself and is willing to grow with her as a couple. Um, and then she basically sets herself up from this beautiful, devastating moment. Cause, uh, I'm sorry. Um, 
A new a new term that we're calling for like Katie stands, we're calling them masturbation nation. <laughs> I need you to yeah. get ready to turn your devices on at like half of their power, buzz, suction, whatever the fuck you use as a sign of respect for our fallen comrade <laughs> in this moment. Because Katie says, I'm here till the end if you want me to be. And Matt says, you've been honest with me and I owe the same honesty to you. And the truth is, my relationship with some of the other women in the house has progressed further along than ours has. And he can't give her the rose tonight. It was, she did really set herself up for that one. Um, I think she knew. (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing, Maybe. Like, What a beautiful way to set yourself up, honestly. Just being okay. like, "Okay, yeah, it's a good point." Yeah, it's like, "Hi, let's let's look crushed." Um, well, and or yeah. Also, you could take it a flip it in a different way. It was also she's kind of giving him consent. I'm here with you until the end, if you want me to be. You know what? This, that, is, this is you. I think that's um, a fair point too, because Jasenia also did a similar thing at the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode where mm-hmm. she was just like, I'll stand by you if like yes. we're together at the end of this. And I think that's like a smart thing for people to start saying because yeah. not only are you protected from like embarrassment and feelings, but it's also yeah. just like, yeah, I don't, there's 10 people here. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know what you're like. Mm-hmm. I can see your connections with other people, but I don't know. Yeah. So you let me know. Because also, yeah. to be honest, you haven't said anything for two hours. You've been talking about Tyler's dick all day. But, like, really my take from all of this is that Katie and, like, really all women should unionize because Katie had a job this season and her job was to get all of the fucking bullies out of the house. And she did her job so well that she worked herself out of a job. So he sent her home. And she deserves a cash settlement. From Matt James and ABC production staff. who paid for your fucking labor. She should have been on for a few more episodes. There are still so many people that, I don't, they don't do anything. Yeah. Well, it's so so funny you said union, guys. I love it. I have to pause and say, um, our friends over at Game of Roses, Bachelor Clues, uh, that's one of his favorite concepts that he really hopes we'll see one day on the show is that the contestants in the house will unionize and refuse to do like the shit shoveling date they'll just be like no we're not going to we will walk out all 10 of us will walk out and the show wouldn't they would they would not do it they'd be like sure Mm -hmm. i can't we're not gonna make you guys do this and because they sign a contract that's giving away their silver liberties Mm -hmm. to be on the show. But if they unionize in the house, they could get a lot done. And so Bachelor Clues is always wanting that. And I love that for you and him. And just as a side note to listeners who love Game of Roses, Danica and I are going to be having them on next month for our Patreon episode. And Danica's going to finally go into the pit a little bit, just a smidge. I'm going to try. I'm going (laughs) to try for y'all. She's going to go in the pit for a minute. They're also going to come out of the pit for a little bit. Exactly. We're going to make it so that the bonus episode is, like, funny, and I'm going to make them pretend to be, like, more (laughs) basic Bachelor Nation and have a real conversation with us that doesn't involve gameplay. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Well, Serena C. is obviously, like, really happy about Katie leaving, 
she will soon have somebody else to pin all that energy on because Heather has quarantined for, you know, 30 whole seconds. And <laughs> she's here to surprise Matt. Um, we've been seeing, like, bits and pieces of her, like, slowly experiencing, apparently, cabin fever. I'm not really sure what to believe. Um, she's, like, singing and taking pictures of her feet. I don't know. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! Literally! Like, she's just, like, singing songs to herself and, you know, literally just, like, images of her feet going into a clear sandal. And I'm like, who is this for? Oh, my <laughs> God. They never do foot shots like that for a contestant like that. Like, maybe the final two putting on their, like, engagement dresses. Do you think because she's a virgin she doesn't know? <laughs> yeah, probably. Shit. Fuck. Fuck, fuck. <sighs> Fuck shit. Um. <laughs> but still, like, the, the ladies have been... Wait, did we say that Katie went home? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm so tired. Um, still, the ladies um, have been tricked once again into thinking that tonight is going to be, like, super normal. And they've said as much. Um, to the point where, like, these, these people are not knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that they're not. Because, like, literally seconds later heather walks in she's trying to push open the revolving door in a wedding dress um she gives a little wave walks toward where matt is having a conversation with piper and then meanwhile all of the other women are just hissing like in the main room like it's too late for that and like holy shit that's exactly what we were hissing like we fucking agree it's too late for this And she, like, finds her way towards Matt, who bursts out laughing. What? And he's like, Heather? What the heck? And it is truly, like, a cuckoo bonko response. Like, imagine seeing someone in your friend group, even if you've never met, and just laughing at them when they're in a wedding dress. (laughs) And just showing off their feet. Like, maybe he's having a mental breakdown. I don't know. There have been too many twists this episode. <laughs> truly. <laughs> this is, like, twist number nine at this point. Yeah. Oh, God. Piper comes out, and she's p- fucking pissed, and she's cursing. And I'm like, yeah, girl, same. Please. Um, <laughs> and the women are all trying to piece together, like, what the fuck is happening? Who is this woman? <laughs> They're like, oh, this is from Colton's season. Like, the real ones know. And the rest of them are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is this every week or what? <laughs> and then we hard cut episodes over. <laughs> it's wild shit. Not um, okay. But like briefly, um, I've seen a lot of people bullying Heather. I'm putting on my Dylan hat for a second. Yes, please. Let's to do defend it. her because I'm there with you. I totally get where the women on the season are coming from, and I really, really feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. But I also feel bad for Heather, um, who they've brought in at a moment where she's going to have no fucking chance in hell for, number one, having a connection with Matt, mm-hmm. or having a good experience on the show. Yeah. And, like, obviously she was quarantining ahead of time. Obviously this was planned. Mm-hmm. She's probably been there alone for a month, wondering what the fuck is going on. 
And if they wanted to, they could have brought her in with the other women from last week, who four out of the five of them have gone home. Mm-hmm. Like, but they could have brought her in mm-hmm. then. And it would have been, you know, just as surprising. But they're they're really trying to fuck with these people this season, I feel like. Yeah. And so, like, I'm left wondering, like, how much she knew about the timing of her entrance. Mm-hmm. And... I also wonder if production knew about, like, Matt Matt's feelings toward her, like, from the get-go. Like, is he attracted to her? Does he think of her in a certain way? Like, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me a little bit of, you know, how Rachel felt, like, on Rachel's season. Mm-hmm. Not Rachel from this season, but on Rachel, Rachel the Bachelorette's season. Yeah. She felt... Very friend zone about someone who got brought in from her past and mm-hmm. he left maybe episode two or something. Um, yeah. I so that. I feel like she's just going to have a really bad experience on the show yeah. and it could have extremely not been that way. Yeah, exactly. There's uh, so my thoughts on this are three points and all of it's in agreement basically, but I want to further the. This has happened a couple times throughout seasons. They do bring in people who know the lead somehow, and it never works. Well, like, Nick famously had that woman he met at the wedding. Um, That one was a little bit more intense. But, like... Peter. Peter (laughs) Peter as well. That's ended in mixed reviews. Um, That's happened a lot over other ones. Like, I think... Somebody who was on Chris Soul's season came on Ben Higgins' season. It, so it, it, it's a pattern that happens. Caitlin so and Nick, yeah. Like, yes, exactly. So it's a pattern that happens. And But the thing is, the production should have brought them in early so that she has a fighting chance. And to agree with all the things you said before, she was clearly there for much longer than what we are being led to believe based on just the edit we're seeing. And again, put on our Dylan hats for a second, which I hate to do. Like, it is kind of fucked up, you know? And somebody was talking on Reddit today and somebody DM'd us about it, how it's pretty, it's being theorized that she was there for a while and was definitely going to be brought on with the second group of women that came on, mm-hmm. but, the, but that the escort outing thing happened and they wanted to focus on that. And so they kept her in the hotel until they were done with that drama and then let her go in. And that's, that is like extra fucked. Um, in my yeah, opinion, if that terrible. were, if that's the case, um, which I like, even if that's not the context of it, bringing her in halfway After. through the season, yeah. they're not, yeah. it's not like they're wishing success upon her. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? And to wrap it up, the Harrison interview I referenced earlier, he goes on to boldface, like, I guess, lie and say that. Hannah Brown and Heather planned this and asked the production if she could come and they told her no. They're just like, we just don't think it's a good fit. We're not bringing you on. This is Harrison saying this. We just, we said no. So we said no to her and then she came on her own and we didn't know. She's Mike, dude. She's fucking Mike, dude. And also, shut the fuck up. You're executive producer. You don't have to show this if you don't want to. If mm-hmm. she shows up, you can get her arrested. Like, you're a cop. 
Get rid of her if you don't want her on your fucking show. If I went on the show, are you Chris's are bastards? Oh my god, literally true, literally true. Don't ever fight me about this. Mm -hmm. But like, literally, if I went on the show and was like, actually, I'm qualified to be on here and I will be on here, I would be arrested for seven thousand (laughs) years. Like, she's not just allowed because she's on the franchise. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And she knows Hannah B. That's not, that's not how that works. It's like, fine. I mean, I'm not going to deny white women have gall, but I don't mm. think we have that kind of power. <laughs> I mean, ugh, it, it just it just makes you think that they're trying to, they're trying. Okay, my final point to everything I wanted to say, we'll, and then we'll leave, um, is that no, we're not uh, going to leave. We have other things to say. Oh, talk yeah. About. No, but we'll leave this part of the, the okay. world for a moment is a one final thing. When when they said they were going to do quarantined versions of these shows with a Claire and Tasha in this season, I thought to myself, the fact that you put all these people in a in one resort for 10 to 12 weeks and not go anywhere else and not do anything is enough to drive all these people insane Mm -hmm. and have the most dramatic seasons we've ever seen just based purely on the concept of them not being able to leave. I was totally expecting men to like literally fight each other with their fists on Claire's season on their own because they're just stuck there looking at each other's fucking faces. And so like, they don't need to do this. Like they don't need to add this extra like in like, level of drama we've not really seen before because they think it's going to be boring. You know, like, I think they thought the season was going to be boring. So they're like, we have to do all of this, like, evil shit. And it's like, you guys didn't have to. No, I was going to say the same thing. Like, Andrew and I get along really well. Yeah. We fight about little things all the time because it's like, it's not even a fight, really. It's just like, why did you use that tone with me? And then we go away for five minutes and we're like, oh, I overreacted to that. And like, But, like, if you're living in a house where you're on camera all the time and you have to interact with 30 fucking... Imagine being in quarantine with 30 people. Oh, my God. I can't. I would... Plus production, plus, you know, food service, plus all of these other people. Plus you're trying to fuck one of them. You're trying to fuck one. One. (laughs) Only one of these hundred people. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, like, none of them are your friends. Like, that sucks. Yeah. So, it's just wild (sighs) because... They didn't need to do this, you know? It would have been dramatic on its own, and maybe they could do some other, like, evil shit, but they didn't need to, like, do this level of, like, really fucked up. <laughs> and and so, sorry, it's not, like, civil rights fucked up. It's It's just so intentionally not there to make Matt or somebody fall in love. Like, it's just so against the structure of the show, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they lost the plot point. (laughs) Yes. Like, they're trying to get people... Like, we'll watch fucking anything. Are you kidding me? I don't have anything to watch right now. I've watched every ounce of television that exists. (laughs) You can give me... You can give me nothing. I'm invested. I'm invested. We're not going to go anywhere. I'm invested. You don't need to do this. Yeah. It Like, it really, this season, like, last season was weird. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. The format was weird. I get why it was weird. This season is weird because I feel like they're trying to be intentionally cruel. Yeah. And yeah. it's, re- it's not, yeah. like, other seasons have seemed lazy to me. Yes. This is intentional. 
Yeah. And it's just like, get a different hobby other than torturing these people who can't leave this one room. <laughs> exactly. Like, I think you, if you tr- get to travel, there's just like a little bit of brevity to it. Um, and... Like, imagine if your cute little treat for the week is driving around the loop at the resort. Yeah. Dressing from your sweatpants to your cool dress. And then (laughs) watching a guy reject you or accept you (laughs) that you haven't spoken to this week because he doesn't want to talk to you. Because he's tired too. (laughs) Such a perfect summarization of what's happening. My God, Um, we're all tired. Just like... Uh, the the bachelor should be a zoom call and i would i would opt myself out week two (laughs) fun anyway so that's the end of that with that (laughs) though we're gonna hop on to housekeeping Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to highlight a few of the things i we mentioned some of them earlier but i wanted to highlight a few things we did this past week because who damn we've been busy Mm-hmm. Um, so Friday we did our interview with Taylor Nolan. She's as wonderful as we thought she would be. And we are sort of in like the delusional phase of quarantine where we're thinking that maybe when this is all over and we've shattered all of our friendships and relationships due to the neglect that we've been giving our friendships that maybe we can have brunch or something. It felt really good. I felt like it was so great. And she was just, we, like we mentioned up top, we ended up just talking about Bachelor Nation as a whole and and her too we talked about like her and her um kind of well how she got on the show was so fascinating Mm -hmm. oh man that was such a cool part hearing from her it was like just talking to somebody you've just like seen and watched on 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 your phone for so long and then you got to like have a real conversation where you got to hear like her thought process with entering the show and and also she was exactly (sighs) what we you know had hoped of her like I don't want to like project an image of her that's unrealistic or anything but she was exactly like (laughs) the person I thought she would be based on her like social media she was wonderful to talk to it was beautiful um that episode again will be available on our five dollar tier on patreon for the month of february Mm -hmm. um jenna also did a live discussion about fraternities and greek life with our friend charles from the podcast mean for the right reasons and you can find them on instagram and wherever else you get your news um (laughs) do you want to explain a little bit what you talked about Uh, we talked i mean we talked about it earlier we just kind of had a free-flowing conversation about greek life um his some of experiences with it we talked about accountability in the bachelor nation a little bit we theorized whether bachelor nation sorry bachelor producers knew all of this about rachel and casted her anyway we just kind of went on a wild journey it's kind of a mess but it was really fun and charles is a good guy so um was this just like a conversation about Greek life in general, or was it about her specific like branch? No, about in general. No, but the, just oh, okay. the racist history about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm we sorry. actually definitely didn't get too deep into Rachel at all, to be honest, because um, <laughs> we we were not equipped for that conversation um, <laughs> at all. So it was more just like a fun conversation because oh, yeah, yeah. like we saw a lot of people online just being like. Mm, it's just how that is, frats and sororities. It's like, well, and here's the thing: they're right. It is just how it is. But let's talk about it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's just locker room talk. Well, we yeah. had a president. Okay. Yeah. So, like, let's... Okay, yeah. 
Um, and then we were on a, a, a podcast this weekend. Yeah, with our friend uh, Madigan from the podcast, Your Angry Neighborhood Venom. Wow, I can't say feminist anymore. <laughs> the title has been robbed from me. Madigan from the podcast, Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Um, uh, we will release all of these details on our Instagram as we have them. Um, it was really fun. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. <coughs> At the end of the month, Sabuary? Sabu- <laughs> oh my god, I need to go to bed so bad. At the end of the month, Saturday, February 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I've had one wine. Oh, my God. And by that, we'll I mean, doing, like, a little box. We'll be doing our um, hosting our second live stream for our $10 Patreon subscribers. Um, it was really fun last month. We're going to do it again. If you're one of the tiers, if you're a part of that tier and you want us to specifically talk about anything, for that live, DM us um, on Patreon so we can see it more clearly and um let us know if you have anything specific and like if you even if you can't be present just let us know what you want us to talk about that way you can watch it later and we'll still answer your question you know Mm -hmm. so i think last month was really fun because literally people were there just like oh i want to know more about this thing that you said last week Mm -hmm. or like we want to talk about it live like things that are going on now so it's very much like Last time we talked, it was very much what is going on now in Bachelor mm-hmm. Nation. We're so, like, equipped and excited to have those conversations. And it was fun. Like, people mm-hmm. were there, unmuted themselves. Yeah. Like, talk. had really fun talk. conversations to, yeah. with us. Yeah, you could let um, us know what you think. And with so. everybody else, too. It was really just, like, a big group discussion, but in, like, a fun, cool way. Not, like, the dreaded college way where you had to, like, log <laughs> your hours. Um, I love it. <clears throat> Um, and, um, also for Patreon folks, I think I figured out the issue with the addresses. Thank God. Um, we need to do something on our end and then it will require you to put in your address on Patreon and then we can see it. So I'm doing that either tonight or early tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. So please check your Patreon one more time in the next few days and hopefully we will be able to solve that issue so you don't have to just, like, send your address to what looks like spam <laughs> coming yeah, from exactly. our Patreon account. Um, again, thank you for your patience and support. Um, we're two people that did not know, really, what we were getting ourselves into. And we've been learning along the way. And please stick around with us. Um, yeah. We love having thank your you. support. Also, if you were a supporter last month and you decided that it wasn't for you or if, you know, you're going to come back later or whatever, mm-hmm. please still update your address and all of those things because we still want to get you your rewards and we want to make yeah. sure everybody... Yeah. Like, DM you know. us your address so we can send mm-hmm. them to you. Um, so, because, yeah, we, want, we still want to send you those rewards because we love you and thank you for supporting us regardless of whether you come and go... You stay, you leave, like, we're still huge, huge fans of you, and so, we love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, we, like, appreciate everybody who listens. Um, yeah. I, the Patreon's we, we just new. Lot. Yeah, we say that a lot in the DMs. I think people were just like, thank you so much for, like, replying to me, and I'm like, of course, like, it's my favorite thing to do, and then also, 
people are like, oh, I, I've had so many people just could say like, oh, I just, I just only now started listening to the podcast. And I was like, please, you don't have to listen to shit. <laughs> if you're just a member of our Instagram community and you're like having a good time, having discourse, that is the main reason we're here. So like, yeah, like our, our goal has never been to mm-hmm. have people subscribe to the Patreon. It's yeah. just like. We had, like, different goals for, like, what we wanted to do for the podcast, and we have fun doing these other things, but we love – we've always loved doing yeah. yeah, what we've already been doing. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, um, as pours, <laughs> uh, I don't subscribe to anything, so, like <laughs> – Use your coupons, babe. Yeah, no, you're fine. It's all good. And you just, like, being there in the DMs is is everything to us. Truly, truly. I love you guys. Yeah. The Patreon is just extra, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing on our main feed. Definitely. It never stops. Um, I I have a new fire meme I'm going to drop as soon as we're off this call. Oh, God. You didn't run that by me, but... (laughs) Okay, I'll see it in seven weeks when I look at the Patreon again. Um... (laughs) Uh, also, we still have stickers available. Mm-hmm. Again, you can find links for that in our tree. We're going to try to figure out a better way to do merch stuff a little bit later. Again, please forgive us. We're a little bit new. Um, I hope to be sending out the first batch maybe next week, but it might be mm-hmm. a little bit later. So, like, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned. We love you guys. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, Andrew, for editing this. You're the best. Um, we're working on a new theme song, too. But uh, in the meantime, fucking just keep your fucking eyes on a swivel. <laughs> this week is going to be huge in Bachelor Nation. I'm going to just go Jane on real quick. It's going to be huge. Thank you for There's listening lies, to Descartes Pop. Truths. Pay the Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, I'm we are Descartes of this and good night. On Twitter, we are Descartes Podcast. You can email us at DescartesThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, Leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.